This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. All right, ladies, are we ready? I don't know if you're going to like me after this. No, you will. Your husbands will like me after this first part, I bet. Okay, ladies, like uh, one of our keys in the book was to stay sexually active. Like I said, it keeps you connected as one. It's the only physical way that you can be connected as one. I think, um, you know, Donna said when before you get married, the devil tries to get you in bed. And that is so true. I mean, when Adonis and I were dating, we had to put like every safeguard in place to guard us so we didn't cross any boundaries there. And we did it. Um, which is rare in this day and age, but we were able to accomplish that. But once you get married, it's so easy to be, I'm just going to be honest, it's so easy to be tired. As women, it's, it's, you're tired, and you're like, that's just one more thing. It's easy to say, you know, I take care of the kid, I work, I take care of the kids, or I'm at home, and I'm cleaning, and I'm cooking, and oh my goodness, I'm exhausted by the time the end of the day comes and I just need a break. That's sometimes the last thing that's on your mind. But the thing is, it's so important. It's so important for your marriage. It it keeps your marriage connected. It keeps you connected as one. And you know, your husbands, there's so many studies out there. They're like, husbands think of sex, you know, 50 times a day. And women, we maybe think about it once a month. I don't know. I mean, and, that, and that's, that's the truth. And we're created differently. And the thing is, we are purposely created differently. That's what we have to realize. Men were created, God put that desire in them and that testosterone in them to have the sex drive. Where women, we, we don't have that. We don't, I mean, I can't speak for all women, but I can speak for most women. We don't have that, exa- that same thing. We don't have the same uh, chemical makeup in our body for that. But God created that because if we were both the same, if we both desired to have sex all the time, we'd never get anything done. Or vice versa, if, if men didn't have the sex drive, There would be no sex, therefore there would be no children. So we have to think about that. That is so important to think that God created us that way. So we have to do whatever it takes to be in sync with that and to realize that that is a very, very important part of our marriage. And I think for a lot of women, and maybe I'm I'm speaking to some of you, sometimes it's how we feel about ourselves that what keeps us from wanting to have sex with our spouse. I know, you know, when you're young and you don't have children, you're, you feel great about yourself, hopefully. But then sometimes you have kids and you're like, hmm, you look in the mirror and you're like, things just don't look or feel the same way that they used to. I am here to tell you that your husband, he does not care. He really doesn't. It's us. It's us as women that keep ourselves from being the the determining factor in that. We are hard on ourselves. Our husbands, they look at us, 
and any any time of the day, if we're like, honey, let's go to the bedroom, they would be on it. They don't care if you have not taken a shower in two days. They don't care if you have babies spit up all over you. They don't care. But the thing is, we care. And so what do we have to do to keep ourselves happy with ourselves? Some people feel like, I don't want to have sex with my spouse because I feel horrible about myself. If that's, I feel overweight, I don't feel pretty. Well, ladies, go ahead and figure out what that is that you need to do to make you feel good about yourself. Whether that is you have a a baby at home and you're like, I need to go work out. I want to get back to a body that I'm comfortable with. Make time to do that. I know as a mom, as a wife, it's hard to make time for ourselves. It's hard to make time to do things like that. But you're important. And you're important that it's important for you to make time, to make time to make yourself feel good. If that is going out and buying a new outfit or getting a new haircut, talk to your spouse about that. If you have a budget like I do, uh, talk to your spouse. Say, you know what? I feel good when. I feel good when I go and work out. I feel good when I have a cute outfit on. I feel good when. So you guys have to figure out what that feel good is for you. And like I said, a lot of times it's, you know, I just don't feel, I don't, I don't feel uh, thin. I don't feel, I don't feel pretty. Society, movies, Pose magazines, everything on TV shows us that we need to be a size zero, I think is what it is now. I don't even know. It's really small. That is not real women. And again, that is our minds. That is the monsters in our mind telling us that we have to look like that for our husband to desire us. And that is not the case. That is not the case at all. So that's something that we have to figure out. What is going to make us feel good? Being a size zero that's probably not going to make us feel good. We have to be comfortable in our own skin, and when we're comfortable in our own skin, it makes it easier to see ourselves the way our spouse sees us. Our spouses, I can tell you, every one of the men over there, they think you're beautiful. They think you are the most beautiful woman on earth. They might not say that, but they think that. Sometimes they don't know how to communicate that, but they think that. Um, like I said, new hairdo, new outfit, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Adonis, I think this is really funny because I put notes out here, and Adonis typed them up for me, and uh, I didn't add this to my notes, but let me just read what it says. Lingerie. Now, mind you, I did not put this in here. Men don't care. They love it, and they always think you look hot in it. So evidently, my husband is uh, trying to help us out by saying lingerie. Now, I know before we got married, I had a little lingerie shower and instead of a bachelorette party because, that you know, sometimes as Christian women, that's what we do. We have a lingerie shower. Well, you know, that's great because that is a bunch of women in the church coming together and buying me lingerie for my husband because they get it. They get it that, you know what, men like that lingerie, but, you know, I was so excited. You know, we we weren't married yet, but I got that lingerie, and I was so excited. Oh, I can't wait to wear this. I can't wait to wear that. I'm taking this on my honeymoon. I'm taking that. Well, guess what? I did that, and then I did it less, 
and less. And then next thing you know, that lingerie does not fit me. I'm not going out and spending 50, 60, 70. How, lingerie is ridiculously expensive, let's just say. And I'm not going to go out and spend my money on lingerie that, be honest, gets taken off anyway. I'm not doing that. But you know, it's important to our spouses. I, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to look and think, I don't want to put that lingerie on because I don't feel the same way I felt when I first put it on. I don't feel as sexy and as beautiful in that lingerie as I did on our honeymoon. But my husband, I can tell you, he doesn't care. Your husbands, they don't care. You do something like that for them, and they are excited. That, that, that is the bottom line, is that it's important to them, so it needs to be important to us. We have to get over ourselves and be vulnerable. That's our spouse. If we can't be vulnerable to them, who can we be vulnerable to? They're not going to judge us. We don't judge them. We don't look at them and say, oh, you don't look good in those jeans. I mean, we don't. We look more at ourselves and we're like, oh, those, these jeans are getting tight. Or these. We don't judge that on our spouse, so they're not going to judge that on us. That is the person that you should be most comfortable with, and you should be able to look any way you want to look and be any way you want to look for them. But I say that to say there are times women, where we do have to look presentable to them, or we do have to show them that, you know what, I have been with the kids all day, but let's have a date night. And it's okay to have those nights where you go out and you get dressed up, and they want to see that too. You know, when Adonis and I first got married, um, I worked for a private lab where we could wear scrubs. And he would see me, I'd get up, I would literally, and I worked with about 40 women, no men. And we all just put on our scrub, took a shower. I literally took a shower, no makeup, didn't, didn't do my hair, went out the, with wet hair, and I came home. And one day, Adonis sat down and said, or I, I started noticing that I, on the weekend would come, and I'd go to church, and I'd be all dressed up really nice and stuff. And one day, he said to me, you, lo you look so nice. And I, and I thought, oh, thank you. You know, thank you. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Next Sunday rolls around, and he's like, you look really nice. And he just kept complimenting me. And I finally sat down, and I thought, do you not like the way I looked during the week? And he said, well, he said it would be nice if maybe once in a while, that just not on Sundays, that once in a while you put on some makeup, and once in a while you do, not all the time, but just once in a while. It was something simple like that. Not that he was saying hey, you, I want you to look good for me. But he was saying, just it makes me feel good that you've put in a little bit of effort for me. I know you don't have to for your coworkers at work. I know you're in a lab. I know you don't need to look that way. But it would be nice just for me to dress up and look nice. And like I said, when you dress up and you look nice, you feel good about yourself, and, that, and which in turn, that reflects on your marriage. When you feel good about yourself, your, your spouse is going to recognize that. They're going to recognize that confidence that you have. So ladies, uh, lingerie, if you haven't gone out and gotten any lingerie. Uh, your husbands, if you haven't worn lingerie in a long, long time, your husbands, I mean, 
at that point, you, you can do no wrong. You have like a free week to act any kind of way you want to act after that. Because they're not going to forget that. Now, and I go back to this lingerie thing. My husband, he had to ask me. He said, babe, remember all that lingerie that you had after, after we got married? Like, can, can you get that out? I'm, I'm not asking every night, every week. He's like, maybe once every couple of months or once every six months. And I had this, I'm like, is he kidding me? I re- that's really important to him. But I had to realize it was. And, you know, I would do it, and then it was easy for me to be like, okay, I did it. I got that lingerie out. Okay, we're good. We're good for a couple of months. But then I, re- and then I forget about it because it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And all my other millions of things I'm thinking about in the world that I have to get done, I'm, I'm thinking, lingerie, I, I'm, I'm not even thinking about that. Thought doesn't even cross my mind. Well, I noticed, I, I slowly noticed that I come home one night and the lingerie would be sitting on the bed. So he was like, I, obviously you need some help with that. And so if your husbands have to put laundry out on, the, out on the bed for you, let them do it and, and go with it because that is something that they're subtly asking. Well, he blatantly asked me, and I wasn't listening, so then he had to subtly ask me, and I know that I realize that that's something that's important to him. All right, now that we got that out of the way, because I'm going to tell the men that we talked about that, so then I can expect them to do some things that I asked them to do for you ladies. All right, Uh, support and submit. We already talked about the support and submit, um, and I'm just going to read this. This is from the Message Bible. This is just another, uh, I, I like the way that this is said in the Message Bible. Um, It's in Ephesians. Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. I like that word, cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, and loved Mark by giving, not getting. And like Adonis said, giving, that was a, that was a big thing. You constantly need to be giving instead of taking from your marriage. Sometimes you don't even realize that you, you have an expectation that you're expecting them to give, but, you're ex- but if you give, they're going to slowly give back to you. Even when it's easy to say, well, he's not giving to me. How, I'm not going to keep giving. I'm not going to be the one that keeps giving. But you're setting an example. Just as if he's, he's doing something. He's setting an example for your marriage. So um, giving. But the thing is, too, about that scripture is uh, support and submit. And how do you submit to him when you feel, we get a lot of this. How do you submit to him when you feel he's not loving you? like Christ loved the church. And to me, that's really easy. If you set the example, it's reciprocated. If you keep showing him that you're going to submit to him, whether or not he's loving you like Christ loved the church, it'll be easy for him to love. It's just one of you has to set the tone. If he's not doing it, then you need to step up and do it. You need to step up and submit to him. Even when it feels like, you know what, 
I, I, I'm going to give to him, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to submit to him, and you get nothing in response, I guarantee you, ladies, if you keep if you keep doing that, if you keep following through, it is going to be easy for him to love you. And then it works in a cycle like it's supposed to be. It keeps getting reciprocated. It's sometimes when it's the hardest that we want to give up, when we feel like we're submitting to him, we're doing everything we need to do, that's when we get angry sometimes. And we think, you know what, I'm just going to give up. He's not getting this. I'm just going to quit. But if you quit, and he's already quit... That's where you end up in big trouble. No one's working at it. So even when you don't want to, ladies, sometimes you have to push yourself. And this is really important for women is to support, or for men, to support them. You need to be building them up with your words. I mean, a lot of people build my husband up with their words. He's a pastor. He gets compliments all the time. People are telling him great word, great message, great things like that. But you know what? I had to realize that I need to be building him up. I need to be supporting him. Because if I'm not doing that for him, it's easy for him to step away. It's easy for him to not be as close to me because he's getting it, that fill from other people. I need to be his biggest supporter. He delivers a great message on Sunday. I need to be the one that is saying, I'm so proud of you. That was such a great message. I need to be his biggest cheerleader. You know, it's funny. We do this event at our, our women's event, and it's called We Olympics. We all get together, and we have all these stations with the uh, We, and we do these um, the We Winter Olympics, and it's, you know, hula hooping and the dance thing, and you do skiing and everything. So you get this team together, and your team, there's, there's prizes on this team. Um, for first, second, and third place. And here I am in the Wii Olympics, and I am recruiting my team. I'm like, okay, you're going to be on my team. I know you're good at this. You're going to be on my team. You're going to be on my team. You're going to be on my team. And so I'm putting my team together. Why? Because I want to win. I want to go there, and we, I, want the biggest, I want the biggest medal, and I want to go there, and I want to cheer. I'm, I'm there. I'm screaming. I'm cheering on my girls on my team. Come on. You could do this. You know, I'm screaming for them. This bowling. We're doing wee bowling, and I'm screaming, you could do it. You could do it. You know, and I realized God got a hold of me at that moment and said, you know, I am sitting here cheering at a Wii Olympics thing, screaming for my friends and my girlfriends so we can win. But when's the last time I sat there and cheered and screamed for my husband because I wanted him to win? It could be something as simple as I, that I wanted him to, you know, put together a, ta- a bookshelf for me from Ikea. Something as simple as that. And instead of me cheering him on, you can do it. I see he's frustrated. I see he's struggling. It's something as simple as me going in and saying, you're doing a great job, babe. Thank you so much for doing that. Those words to your spouse can really, really build them up. You know, um, it's something as simple as sending an encouraging text. Men bear the burden of being the protector of our families, being, being the protectors of, of their spouse. And it's something as simple as sending him a text saying, 
Adonis, you've done a great, you're doing a great job with our son, Grayson. You're doing a great job with Carrington. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so lucky I have you in my life. I don't know what I would do without you. It's something simple as that. Some men, some men never even hear those words. Some men don't hear them in the workplace. They don't hear them at home. And you know, when you build your spouses up, all that can do is elevate them. And what happens? You're one. It elevates you. Building your spouse up elevates you together. And you'll notice that if you're, as you're building them up, they're feeling more confident. They're feeling strong. They're feeling proud, like they're the men. And guess what? It's going to come back to you. It's gonna, you're going to start seeing some of the effects. They're going to start feeling better about themselves and it's going to reflect on you. Now, don't have a motive to go ahead and, and, and build them up, expecting them to do something for you, but you'll see how in return, as you build them up, just with your words, that it's going to affect your marriage. But just like you can build them up with your words, it's easy to tear them down or cut them down with your words. So that's important that you keep that in check too. Words are very powerful. And women, we have way more words than men do. So we have to keep that in mind and keep that in check that we can, sp we, we can speak things that are very hurtful to them and they'll never tell us. That's the thing about men. They don't like to communicate. They don't like to communicate when we've hurt them. Like Adonis said with the iron, something as simple as the iron. They don't like to communicate that. So it's important that we guard and protect our words and that our words, every time we say something to our spouse, we're building them up. All right. And another thing with uh, submitting, um, I think I shared about the finances. That was really hard um, with the finances. But there's even something little as, this is really crazy too, another thing that God brought to me. I remember, you know, I would I would go home and I'd put on an outfit and I like to get my clothes ready the day before uh, I, I go to work or the day before. I, I like clothes. I like clothes a lot. I like outfits. I like, I like I'm as girl, probably as girly as they come when it comes to that stuff. But I, I would get out and I'd say, now babe, do you like this shoe or do you like this shoe? And I did that all the time. And I'd, you know, wherever he was, I'd walk out. Do you like this shoe? Do you like this shoe? And he'd say, oh, I like the one on the left. And then I would go in the room, and I would come out with the ones on the right. Now, how, who, who's done that? Almost everybody in here. Okay. And it was one day that God showed me. He never said anything to me. Not one thing did he say to me. But one day... I walked back in the room, and I felt really convicted. As I'm putting on my outfit, I felt really convicted, and I felt God say, are you submitting to your husband? You went out there, and you asked him which shoe he liked, and then you deliberately came back and put on the opposite shoe. That hurt, ladies. That hurt. Something as little as that. If you're asking your spouse if you're asking him his opinions on things and then you're turning around and doing something else, even if it's little, they may never say that. That hurt him, but over time, I went back out there, I put on the shoes he liked, and I went out there and I apologized to him. And I said, babe, I'm sorry. Every time you ask me about the shoes, I don't think I listen to you. 
And I apologized for that. And he said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You don't. He's like, so sometimes I don't even look. Sometimes I don't even look. I don't even look up. I just say, yep, the one on the left looks good. And what is that saying? I've set that emotion. I've set that emotion that I made him feel like I didn't value his opinion, so he didn't even pay attention to me anymore. Our actions and our words are so powerful with our spouse. So I ask you, ladies, if there's anything, think about that. Even if it's the small things, is there anything that you're asking him about and then you're going around and doing the opposite? Go and apologize. Go and tell him you're sorry. And let me tell you, from now on, when I have a pair of shoes, if I really, if I kind of am, because, you know, you pick them out and you're like, you're kind of leaning towards one. You just want that confirmation. I don't ask him anymore. I just go with that shoe. But if I really want his opinion, I go out and I ask him. So that's important. It's funny. Yes. Is it almost time? Well, ladies, there's a bunch I didn't get to, but that's okay. My husband's going to probably come and tell you all kinds of crazy stuff. So, But it's good crazy stuff. It is good crazy stuff. Now, is there anything really quick? What do you want me to talk to your husbands about? Is there anything specifically about how what? Valentine's laundry. Go out and buy your, la- your women some... Go out and tell them, get your ladies some lingerie. They will wear it. Can I tell them that? All right. All right. Oh, okay. We have five more minutes. Anything else you want me to tell your husbands? Hit home. Yes. That is good. That is good. I will talk to them about about communicating and being good listeners. Yep, definitely. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's a good one. Because am I true in saying any effort they put in, we're happy with? If, if they plan a date night, we're not going to be, this is a horrible date night. No, we're going to be excited about that. If they put some effort in, even if it's just a little bit of effort, that's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. It's the little things. But sometimes they need help. That's the thing, too. Sometimes our, our husbands need help. They need help with... I, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. That's another thing we have to realize, is that husbands put a lot of pressure on themselves to make things perfect or to have things just right. And we have to keep that in mind. We have to reassure them that we're going to be happy with anything anything that they do. The other thing too, ladies, if there's something with your your spouse that they're not doing and you really, really want them to do, tell them. Don't drop hints. Tell them. Tell them exactly what you want them to do. If you're like, gosh, I wish that they would get that laundry room fixed up, or I wish that, and you keep dropping hints. Oh, you know, what about this? Or, you know, when are you going to get to that? Tell them, sit down and pick a time and say, and you can say, what can I do to help you? What can I free on your schedule that can help you to get this done? Because there are some things I just can't do. I try to do it all. 
I do. I, Adonis is like home improvement, zero. I, I, am, I do all kinds of stuff, but there are certain things I just can't do. I can't move. I can't lift. I can't do. And by golly, I will try and try, but there are just some things. And, you know, for me even, I like to, I, when I want it done, I want it done right now. And I have to realize that sometimes his schedule doesn't allow him to do it right now. But then there are times where I can say, you know what, what can I take from your plate? What can I do that can help you so then you can in turn help me? And vice versa for men, which I am going to talk to them about, what can they do to take things off of, off of your schedule? You know, there's simple things like I love to cook, but some, I, I'm blessed that I have a job. I only work three days a week, and then I can bring, I can bring work home on the other two days. Um, but there's sometimes I get home from work, and I, I, I'm exhausted, and I have to cook dinner, and, and I'm thinking, there's a lot of things. Oh, you're having us waiting now. <laughs> All right, ladies, I'm going to turn it over to my husband, and I'm going to head over. Y'all got me scared. I'm all, y'all, y'all about to eat me alive. Like, let me, just, let me teach him a thing or two. Y'all enjoy my wife, Heather? Isn't she awesome? You know, it's so funny. It's like, I, once again, I, before we got married, I said, you know, babe, I will never expect you to do what I do. And, and so every time, I, every time we go and speak together, it's like everybody's looking at me like, man, I'm glad you brought her along. And I'm like, what, you didn't like me speaking either? <laughs> but she does an awesome job. And I'm telling you, God has just really, really, you know, done a lot of amazing things in her life. And so I'm so thankful, number one, um, that I'm married to her because it, is, it has truly made me um, a, a better person, a better man, a better um, husband, a better father. And so I'm constantly learning things from her. And so we, we started doing this uh, a while back where we would switch and allow her to talk to the guys and me to talk uh, to the women uh, because it's always good to get that different perspective uh, of, of what we really need. And so uh, if you're taking notes, you can write down a few things. I won't go too deep, and you're going to keep me on time, right? Okay. And so one of the things, you know, I'm just going to dive right into it. One of the things that, that, that we need is, and don't take this the wrong way, but we need you ladies, regardless of the current situation, we need you to understand that when something comes out of your mouth, it has the potential and the power to change us. Does that make sense? You've got to realize that when you speak something, it carries such a weight that we will listen. And what I mean by that is we need you to speak to us to help change and shape us into the person that you know we're supposed to be. Because it's so easy when, when, when you see us as men and maybe we're not doing something right or whatever, it's, it's so easy to point out the obvious. But instead of pointing out the obvious, point out what you know God has told you about us and who we're supposed to be. You know, my mother-in-law, uh, she buys me a bunch of Superman T-shirts. 
for some reason. It's like birthday, Christmas, she would just send me these Superman t-shirts. And so one day she's visiting with us at our house, and I'm standing in the kitchen talking to her, and I've got on one of the Superman t-shirts that she bought me, and she goes, you know, Adonis, I know you think I'm crazy and this and that, and you're probably wondering why I buy you all these Superman t-shirts. She goes, but I really think you're Superman. And so we're laughing, and she goes, she goes, no, I'm serious. She goes, I see the way that you take care of my daughter. And you guys remember Heather said last night, you know, she grew up in a home that didn't really resemble a, a good marriage and a good family. And my mother-in-law is standing in the kitchen telling me, I see the way you take care of my daughter and how you are around my grandchildren and how you are as a husband and a father. She goes, I've taken notice of all of that. And she goes, I really think you're Superman. And what, what, what we need from you ladies is for, for you to tell us that we are Superman. In a nutshell, that's what we need. Because here's the deal. Whether you realize it or not, we believe everything that comes out of your mouth. Now, we're good at putting up a front. I'm just being honest. We're, we're, we're good at putting up a front. Sometimes we won't tell you when you're right and we know you're right. You know, the other day we're going through a situation where my wife had to call me out. It's a situation I was going through, and I, and I was frustrated and irritated. And, and she said, why don't you just be done with that? Make a decision and be done with it. She goes, because you're coming home, you're irritated, you're agitated. She goes, I need you to make a decision, and I know you can make a decision and be done with it. Guess what? The next day, I got up, made a de decision, and I was done with it. I didn't tell her she was right till the next day. I'm just being honest. But, but, what, but what I needed for her was to speak into my life. And you ladies have the power to speak into your man's life. Not to speak something in a wishful way, but you speak what God's put on your heart about your husband to your husband. He needs to hear and know, number one, that you believe in him. Because here's, there's nothing worse than for a husband to not feel like the person he's in covenant with does not believe in him. That's a devastating thing for a man. But when you can speak words of life... You know, some of you may have to look at it like you're playing the, the, the child psychology game. You've, been, you've done that with your kids. That's okay. We're cool with that. We just need to hear it come out of your mouth. And you begin to speak words that will build him up. And you begin to speak words that will, that will create the life for him that he's supposed to be living. And he leaves the house every day and he goes to work filled up by the words that you've spoken to him out of your own mouth. Your words do matter. I want you to know that. Your words matter. Your words matter. Please choose them wisely. When you want your husband to do something differently, you got to begin to pray and ask God, how can I communicate to him this and him not feel like I am belittling him? Your words do matter. So when you begin to speak positive and things that build him up, some of the things that Heather does for me, and I love that because it's, it's something so simple, 
She said something the other day. We, were, we have these little sit-down meetings with the family. And we ask each one of the family members to say something positive about one another. You know, so the kids have to, we have to go around. Everybody has to say something positive. So the kids, you know, they're cute. They say some things. And then, then, then I say something. And then Heather's the last one. So she said something to Carrington, and she complimented her on um, uh, learning her letters and said something to Grayson, complimented him on uh, uh, being a good friend. And then she looked at me, and I never will forget this. She said, she said, God is using my husband to change the world. And that was huge for me, huge for me, because she knows I'm a man of faith that I'm always crying out, God, use me to change the world. That's one thing for me to say that, but when I heard my wife say that, and then she looked at my kids and said, your daddy is going to change the world. That did so much for me. I mean, I walked out thinking, where's my Superman t-shirt right now? But just those simple words, your daddy's going to change the world. Because she knows that's my heart and that's my cry. God, just use me to change someone's life, to, to, to help make this world a better place. And that's just a driving force. And for her to say that, it, it echoed to me that she believes in me. And that has done so much for me. That gets me through anything right there, knowing that. And, and it also prevents me from, from, from hearing somebody else say something. That's contrary to what my wife believes about me. The words that come out of your mouth, they do matter. We are, we are human. Uh, we have emotions. Sometimes we don't admit it. We get our feelings hurt. And sometimes we, and you need to understand that about us. I'll be the, you know, uh, be the first guy to say we get our feelings hurt. Now, it comes out in a different form in different guys, but we get our feelings hurt, and you need to know that. We've got feelings just like you have feelings, and ours do get hurt, but we need you to understand that nobody can hurt our feelings as bad as you, and that's just honesty. That's honesty. I can hear somebody say something bad about me all day long, and it doesn't bother me. But if my wife says it, Pastor Allen, it devastates me. Y'all understand that? You got to guard your mouth when it comes to you communicating to your husband. And you just need to know that God has given you the power to create. He has. You know, I think about... Uh, the story that we all refer to when God is telling us to do something into the unknown. You know, he spoke to Abram and said, I want you to go home and pack up and leave. And, and where am I going? Where are you going to take me? I don't, God's like, I'm not going to tell you where, just go. Now, can you imagine? Here's the deal. This is a man that heard from God. And we just think he heard from God that moment. God said, go back home and pack up everything and leave your family. We just think he heard that from God, and the next day he went home and packed up everything and left. Now, there's a, there's a timetable that took place. Can you imagine? Now, he heard from God, but I guarantee you he still had to get approval from his woman. 
See, the Bible does, this is the story the Bible doesn't record. But can you imagine he's walking home, he's just heard the word from God, and he's walking home trying to figure out how he's going to tell his wife this news. Because how would you feel if your husband came home and said, hey, pack up, we're going to move. But where are we moving to, baby? I don't know. We're just going to hit the road and go. I guarantee you, there wasn't one packed bag until his wife said so. You need to understand that. They didn't pack up anything until his wife said, let's go. You have the power in your mouth to create. You have the power in your mouth to propel your husband to do everything that God has called him to do. So you've got to begin to speak life. Don't speak your feelings. Don't speak out of the natural. You've got to build him up. When he starts hearing those words, then whatever it is that he's struggling with, whatever he's doing that is, that, that is ticking you off, whatever it is that he's doing that is, that is just wasting time, listen, all of that will fall to the wayside. You have the power in your mouth to cause him to step into the phone booth and go from Clark Kent to Superman, and he will come out a changed man. It's all depending upon what you speak. I know I'm putting a lot of responsibility on you ladies, but it all depends upon what you are speaking out of your mouth. That's going to form his future and cause him to rise up. When I think about my wife, it's like she makes me feel like there's nothing that I can't do. And I need that in my life. I don't need to be second-guessing, well, does she believe in me? Does she, does she think I'm crazy? No, I need to know that, that she is for me. And a lot of times, if we don't feel that, we won't approach you and say that. You know what we do? We just kind of close off. We seclude ourselves. And then we feel like, well, we can't talk to you about what God is calling us to do. But we're going to talk about it with somebody. Why? Because we need to feel like somebody is on our side. Does that make sense? So if I were to leave anything with you guys, my, my time's coming down, three, four minutes. Three minutes. Okay. If I was to leave anything with you today, guys, Ladies, but you, you get what I'm saying. Understand that if there's something in your marriage, in your world that you know needs to be changed, he may not ever change it until you create it by speaking it out of your mouth. That is so key, so key. You know, I think about even the mother of Jesus when it was his time, and, she, and he was like trying to tell her at the wedding, it's like, you know, my time has not yet come. Out of her own mouth, she forced him into a ministry. She looked at the attendant and said, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. And he stepped into his ministry, stepped into one of his first miracles. Your husbands need to know 
that you are behind them. And so many times when you're disappointed, because you all hit those, we disappoint you, we get that. But if you're constantly telling us that you're disappointing in us, then that's all we hear. And then we take that another step further. She's disappointing in me. She doesn't love me. She thinks I'm a failure. And she thinks I'm no good. That's what we hear. But oh, what makes the difference? When you're bragging on us. Here's the deal. I love when, and my wife loves it too, but when I, when I go somewhere, I'm in contact with somebody and they say, oh, man, your wife, I was just talking to your wife the other day, and she was, she was saying all this about you. How I many know we love that? We love that because it makes us feel like, whoa, for them to be bragging about us? And number two, it makes us live up to that. Me and my wife, we could have just came through an argument, but when I hear that she's bragging about me, it's like, whoa, okay, yeah, I got I to gotta give my act together. See, that's how simple that is. Because if you're constantly speaking to my future, write this down, this is so key. If you're speaking to my future, it forces me to step up to the plate. Why? Because God created us to respond by y'all's words. I'm telling you. You're speaking to my future, it forces me to step up to the plate. Meaning you're not speaking to my past. You're not speaking to my present. You're looking beyond the current situation that we're going through. And you're speaking to my future. And there's something about your voice that plants the seed on the inside of me. See, we, all we've heard for all these years is the man plants the seed. No, it's something about your voice. Your word is a seed. And when you speak to the greatness that's on the inside of the man that you married, listen, it's there. It's there. It's there. And some of us, it may be dormant at times, but it is there. And some of us, it may have been beat down because of, because of work and situations and, and stress and circumstances. And, and we take on a lot heavier load just mentally because we feel like, okay, as the, as the head of the house, then we have to provide and we've got to be the protector and, and we put a lot of things on ourselves, but we need you to speak to the greatness that has been weathered down on the inside of us. And it's not a one-time speaking to, it's a constant, you knowing that there is greatness on the inside of your husband and it's your responsibility to speak it into life and he will rise up. Why? He will, he will, he will walk it out and become the person that you are speaking about. That is so key. And that is what we need from y'all. There are some other things we need, but that is one thing we need from our wives. Speaking that to the greatness. When you notice and you know we're going through things and you've, you've got to be proactive with that. Don't take it for granted and just think, okay, was it another, another hard day at work? Or No, you begin to speak to the greatness every single day. You don't have to make cliches, but you can, you can ask God, what are some things that I can speak to him? When you, when you guys are praying, I, I encourage you. Me and my wife, we pray together 
every single day because we know the day is busy. But before one of us walks out of the house in the morning, we put our arms around each other and we pray and we pray God's protection and we, we pray God's blessing and we speak to the greatness on the inside of us. And those words, because here's the deal, when you speak God's word, I mean, no, it's, it's not going to return void. And we forget that sometimes and we get hung up on, on what is instead of saying what could be. God's word will not return void. And it's not that you're just speaking out a wish list. No, you're speaking to the greatness. Because so many times we as men, we don't even see our full potential. But as women, you see it. And I encourage all of you to speak to the greatness on the inside of him. And I guarantee you something will begin to transform. And he will walk out of the house every single day. Not just thinking, but knowing he is Superman. And there's nothing that he can't do. And that's all because of what you've spoken into his life. Y'all give it up for these supermen that are coming back here right now. I hope that helped you, ladies. All righty. Look at here. I think, I think my guys gave, I mean, my wife gave the guys a what for. They're all coming in quiet, and they're all coming in. Baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, we've really enjoyed being here with y'all, and uh, I know we're not done. I think we're going to have lunch or something like that. But once again, this is just our, our, our passion, our privilege to be here uh, with y'all, and we truly hope, and we're not done yet. I think we're going to be here tomorrow as well, but truly hope you guys have enjoyed this, and uh, we're going to stay and have lunch. And we want to get a few pictures with you guys, so we may be coming around to your table. Is that Okay grabbing some photos with y'all and things like that. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I think we're going to have lunch, and then we're going to come back in and do some closing things as well. But y'all give us a hand clap to encourage us. We truly, truly want to say something. You good? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll be here for lunch. Jimmy, bless the food or? Okay. Communion is after, is it after? No. Oh, no, we're going to do communion, right? That's right. You see, ladies, I was just telling you, you need a woman to speak to you to keep you on track. Amen. So we are, we're going to end this with, with, with taking communion together. And uh, is it out there on the tables? Okay. And then Heather and I need some as well. You got ours? Okay. I'm going to give y'all a few minutes to get those little packages undone. I know the drill. I know it. You, you got you to gotta wait for those. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta lift it up just a little bit so you can get to it at the corners and, and all that stuff. change it up. My Heather, she got mine, but now she can't get hers. She put on too much fingernail polish today. She's got <laughs> <laughs>
But guys, this is, this is you know, hope you have enjoyed this. And, and all this is just something for you to go home on and reflect. And, you know, there's many things that you can do throughout the year to have these moments between you and your spouse where you... Just really quick, I had this thought this morning. You know, you, you come in and you put this time into... Um, bettering your marriage, and you're going to go home and you're going to do some things, I hope. I hope you're going to do a few things, uh, specific things, Um, but there are a few things that you're going to do, and that's good, but what I want is for you to go right now into your phones and put a three-month reminder, three-month reminder that this conference happened, and some of the things that you're going to take home today Go back and set a reminder that you are at this conference. So in three months, when you have forgotten about it or it has passed, time has passed, it'll remind you to go back and do it again. And then when you get to that three months, set another three-month reminder. So today is February the 11th. So what is that? March, May. Everybody put it in right now. May 11th. May 11th. That's good. That's, that's a good thought. Because if you don't do it, you, you won't do it. Put a little reminder, May 11th. What should it be? Reflect? Whatever whatever it is that you're taking away today that you're going to go home and do, that you're going to go home and work on, because it's probably different for every single person in here, remind yourself. Do a three-month reminder of that. That's awesome. We need that. Put it in there. Three months. I see people got their stylists out. They're working it. Y'all know how to work that, because everything else is in your calendar. So let's put it in there and and be committed to working on it. Amen? It's all good. Marriage is fun. It's work. It's fun. But it's very rewarding. How many of you guys know you wouldn't change it for the world? I know I wouldn't. Wouldn't change it for the world. And so, you know, uh, with Heather's testimony last night, when I hit that two-year mark with Heather, I was like, yes, we're still together. It's awesome. God is good. God is good. Amen? And, uh, but we're going to receive communion, guys. I'm going to ask you all to stand up. I know we've been standing a lot, and that's okay. And, and um, as husband and wife, we're going we're gonna to receive this together. And I, I, I know I said this, I believe, uh, last night, but when, when Jesus reminds us, you know, once again, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me so that we don't hit those moments where we forget uh, who he is and what he's done in our life and in our marriage and what he'll continue to do. Here's the deal. Your circumstances change, but God doesn't change. Seasons change, but God remains the same. There's nothing that's going to come into your marriage or into your world that, that shakes the throne of God. God is stable. God is constant. And no matter how hard the storm is raging at times, God is always interested in making sure that we are calm and quiet so that we can hear from Him what's our next step, so that we can look at each other in the eye and say, okay, let's see how God's going to get us through this one. Let's see how God's going to bring us closer together through this storm, through this circumstance. So He tells us, to remember him. 
And I believe throughout this weekend, he's told us to remember each other as well, to remember the gift that he's given us, the gift of marriage, the gift of being a husband and a wife and a father and a mother. And those are things that not only do we constantly have to remember, but we constantly have to work on. Just like when you got saved, how I many know you had to work on your relationship with Christ from that moment on? And you'll never reach a place in your relationship with God where you say, I'm good, I got it. I mean, it's a constant working on that relationship and maintaining that relationship and making sure you're not drifting away from that relationship. As it is with your relationship with God, so it is with your relationship with your spouse. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, today we stand before you as a man, as a woman, as a married couple, acknowledging you, your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. And Father, right now we acknowledge the sacrifice that you paid, that you gave your only son so that each and every one of us as individuals could have life, and not just life, but everlasting life, an abundant life. We thank you for that. We thank you for uh, the price that you paid for our sins. And that you took upon yourself what truly should have been ours. And we lift up this wafer as a symbolism of your body that was beaten and bloodied and bruised for us. We remember the sacrifice and the price. The price that you paid for us. And today... We say thank you for the sacrifice as we partake of the bread. Now, Father, we lift up that cup, which is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. And your word says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins, and so we acknowledge that today, O oh God. And we also acknowledge that there's power in the blood, and that you've given us the authority to say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. May we remember in moments of our marriage where we sense the enemy trying to creep in. May this be our first response. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. And today we apply the blood over the doorposts of our homes, our marriages, our families, our husbands, our wives, our children. We apply the blood and we say, Satan... Hands off. There's nothing here that belongs to you. For the blood of Jesus is against you. We thank you, Lord God, that by the blood you sealed the deal so that we could walk in victory. So that every promise would be ours. And today, we acknowledge that. And we say thank you for the blood as we partake of the cup. Now, Father, right now, I speak your blessing over every marriage, 
that is here today. I speak your favor. I speak your anointing in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that not only have you taught us things today, but you've also grabbed a hold of our hearts. And you've ensured that our hearts are still mended together. And I thank you that what you have joined together, let no man or nothing come in between. We thank you, Lord God, that you would continue to lead us and guide us and be the center of our marriage, of our home, of our family for the rest of our days. I speak your blessing upon Pastor Bob and Miss Ellen, Lord God. We thank you for them. We thank you for, uh, for the sacrifices that they have made, Lord God. And right now, I just speak a double anointing upon them, their marriage, their family, Lord God. What they have made happen for others, we just declare that great things are in store for them. Lord God, we declare that their best days are ahead of them. We declare that this is only the beginning of what you've done in their ministry, in their life, in their marriage. And Lord God, we just declare that greater things are ahead of them, Lord God, in the name of God. Jesus, we declare it and we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your goodness, all your mercy, and all of your grace. We thank you for bringing us together for this weekend that our steps have truly been ordered by you. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. And before I say amen, Father, we bless the food that is over there. Thank you that is to the nourishment of our bodies, that as we partake in fellowship, Lord God, we just declare that great things are still happening in the midst of us. And we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You may kiss your bride one more time. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.